Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Good evening to those of you online. Saturday is a big day. Clean our city, serve our city. Like I said this morning, I'm so glad it wasn't the Saturday past. It would have been snow day instead of serve day. We're trusting God for really great weather coming this Saturday. We're going to look great in our shirts. We're all involved. The staff are involved. And we want to encourage you, if you've not yet joined a team for serve day coming up this Saturday, do something for someone that cannot repay you this Saturday. We're going to serve our city. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you are already enrolled? Can I see your hands? If you're already enrolled on a, oh great, you're on a serve day. For those of you online, we'll give you tonight to be comfortable at home, but Saturday we want to see you at serve our city or clean our city. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight it is my privilege to be able to teach the Word of God. It's been a while, but I've got to admit something first. I'm kind of on the back foot with this message tonight in the sense that in the sense that most of the time when I come and teach on a subject, I've got a command in the sense that I've applied it, I've succeeded in it. But I tell you, <laughs> I'm, I'm finding myself exactly where you are tonight. So I'm hoping that you're going to be very patient with me because I'm going to be speaking about the dangers of distraction. And if anybody knows me and my personality, there was an old film that I watched many years ago. It was a, it was a cartoon film. And in this film, it had a crow. And crows are by nature distracted by shiny things. I don't know how many of you know. Crows are distracted. If I had the personality, we'd be like a crow because, man, I can get so easily. I could get so, there's a shiny thing. There's a shiny thing. No, there's a shiny thing. And so what I've realized, though, in preparing this message, and I don't believe it's an accident because I believe the Lord is ministering to me personally in my preparation of this. In actual fact, I told Pastor Johnny and the management team um, before COVID even struck, a few months before COVID struck, I woke up the one morning and I had this phrase in my spirit, beware of a conspiracy of distractions that the enemy is going to unleash in the last days. And how many of you will admit there is a conspiracy of distractions. Everything is vying for our power and for our attention. So I hope tonight's word is going to bless you and bless those of you online. Anyway, not to shift gears, I did something tremendously brave this past week. I mean, it's right up there. I did something so maverick-like that you would not believe it unless I told you. Now, I know what you're thinking. What did you do, Pastor? Did you, go, did you go swim with great white sharks? I've done that. Scale of 1 to 10 on danger and on um, just doing something crazy, that would be like 3. Did you go walk with lions, Pastor Andre? No, I haven't done that, but that wasn't as brave as what I did this week. I'm telling you straight up. Did you join the Foreign Legion? No, no, I didn't join the Foreign Legion. Been to the army, done that. No, what I did this week, I would rate on like a 9 or a 10 out of 10 in bravery. You want to know what I did? Let me tell you. We got our new phones, our business phones, this week. And in transferring the information from phone to phone, you know you have to re-clock in and re-register on apps. 
How many of you know what I'm talking about? So you don't lose your data. And one thing I noticed is as I was re-registering on these apps, this, this, this prompt comes up. And it gives you a choice of three things regarding notifications. It gives you a choice either always accept notifications, always. That means that when something's happening on your phone or on your, you know about it straight away. How many of you know what a notification is? Can I just see your hands to make sure I'm talking to technologically advanced congregation? Okay, so, so it gives you the choice of always. Secondly, it gives you the choice of when your, when your phone is unlocked. When your phone is unlocked. But guess what? I did the unthinkable because there's a third choice. I did the unthinkable. I clicked never. <laughs> never. I mean, never, ever to get another. Come on. Da -da -da, da -da -da, da -da. That's brave, right? I mean, I'm, what I'm essentially saying is I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know when someone likes something on Facebook. I don't want to know when somebody's trying to connect with me on Messenger. I want to know nothing. Come on, you guys have got to admit, I mean, that's brave. In the world we live in, can I get a hand from the millennials? Thank you very much. From those of you who want to remain informed, yep, that's exactly what I did. I clicked never. And you know what? Over the next three Sunday nights, in the spirit, our messages are dedicated to doing exactly that. We're going to be doing a hard drive reset and you're going to get three options. Either you want to accept notifications only when you're unlocked and you're in church or never. And I'm trusting God in the spirit. We're going to click never. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. So our series for the next three Sunday nights title is Close to Jesus. Close to Jesus. And so for the next 25 minutes or so, part one of this three-part series I'm going to be ministering on is entitled seated at the feet of Jesus. But as you may have guessed, it's all about bringing distractions under control. And like I said in the beginning, folks, I'm not preaching to you this evening. I'll even you on one finger there, four fingers back. God knows I need this message as much as anybody else. So let's pray and posture ourselves to receive and be transformed by God's word tonight. Father, we come before you in the precious name of Jesus, and we want to thank you for the privilege that we have of gathering around your word. Thank you, Lord God, that your word is so eternally relevant. Even today, as we take a look at Luke chapter 10, these four or five scriptures from 38 to 42, we thank you that they are seed, that they are life, that they are power, and they have the ability, because your word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing of bone and marrow, it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart that as your word enters, we are transformed in the name of Jesus. Help, Lord God, by your power to bring our focus back onto what really matters. Not what we think matters, but what really matters in the precious name of Jesus and everyone who agrees said, Amen. You know, it's amazing how eternally relevant the Word of God is. And I can honestly say from personal experience, the portion of Scripture I'm going to be focusing on tonight specifically has never not stretched me. We're going to do a comparison or contrast between two types of personalities. The one type of personality who gets easily distracted and the reason why they get distracted and the fruits of that distraction and someone else who's completely, totally focused on what's really important to God. We're going to look at those two. But you know, in the time that I've read the scripture, every time I've read it, I've never found myself in the affirmative position saying, you know what, 
I'm a Mary. You know, um, in this, when I read this today, I actually need to become more like a Martha. I need to start doing more stuff. Have you ever read that? How many of you have ever read that thinking, you know what, I need a little bit of more Martha in me. Can I see anybody? I just need to know that I'm not. How many of you when you, read, when you read this portion of Scripture that you end up saying, yes, I need a lot more Mary in me? Can I see your hands? And so that's why it's so relevant. So let's take a look at what the Bible says as we contrast these personalities. In Luke chapter 10, I'm going to be reading from verses 38 through to 42. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted. You want to underline that in your Bible. But Martha was distracted. Mary is remembered for sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha is remembered for the one that was distracted. Let me tell you, and I'll say it again and again, there are so many things vying for your attention in the world today. If it's not conspiracy, it's racism. If not that, it's economic pressures. If it's not that, it's the desire to immigrate and leave where you are to go to another country with more problems or something like that. There are five million things out there that are vying for your attention. And if I, I just need to know I'm in good company tonight. How many of you can honestly say that during this lockdown period, you've not become more focused, but really you've become less focused? Is there anybody else out there or is it just me? Come on. I mean, uh, thanks, Pastor Johnny. <laughs> I knew I'd get an amen on that, but just me, just me. <laughs> she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care? You want to underline that in your Bible. After all the goings on, she says, Lord, don't you care? And I'm going to flesh that out a little bit later. That my sister has left me to do the work by my, all by myself. I'm going to be. So Mar Martha actually wrote that, those lyrics. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her. I love the way she instructs Jesus. Hey, you tell her to help me. I mean, that's like a modern-day Christian seeing someone doing something they don't like or not doing something they should and going to them and saying, I've got a word of the Lord for you. You don't want to speak to them, so what you do is you just give them a scripture of correction. That's not new. Martha's saying, Jesus, you tell her. Sephar, tell her to help me. And Jesus so lovingly just says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, plural, many things. We thought it's just about this incident, but this pressure pot had been cooking for a while. And he says, you're worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. In actual fact, the New King James Version says only one thing is needed. Jesus said this, or indeed one, Mary has chosen. I want you to say this after me. Distractions are a choice. Devotion is a choice. We are never accidentally distracted. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. You in the morning, robo, shakaraba, sende, all of a sudden, your phone, notification, rabba, shakaraba, so, 
What's going on there, Robo Bush? How many of you know what I'm talking about? Hey? All of a sudden it pops up. You go into a quiet time with your phone, thinking you're spiritual because your Bible's on it, but all your notifications are popping up and telling you, oh, Jesus, I've got to pray for this thing. Rob, and you think you're being spiritual. No, you're just distracted. And you know when it happens, the Lord is saying, don't. Don't you dare. Don't. I'm busy. Yeah, but Lord, but. And you click on that notification. This is what we're dealing with over here, right here. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. In actual fact, only one thing. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, right at the outset, we say, this is not Jesus rebuking someone who's busy in ministry and someone who wants to sit at his feet. That's not what this is about. It's a message about priorities because biblical scholars agree that Jesus was about to go to the cross. And let me tell you, if anybody was aware of the possible distractions in life, his life, Jesus knew. He could not afford to be distracted. He had a purpose. He was about to redeem mankind and he wasn't having any distractions. And here, just before he goes to the cross, is a prime example and a life lesson that he leaves for us and says, listen, Be careful of becoming distracted, even with the things of ministry at the expense of your walk with me. That's what he's saying. And I think that's the message that we always draw from this. So we've got to avoid distractions. And so this is so relevant. You see, this account that we're reading about now finds Jesus with family, the people he's most comfortable with. There's three siblings. It's Martha, who's the oldest, and she actually owns the home. And how many of you know? Sometimes the oldest sibling can be the, the bossy one. I mean, she owns the home. Lazarus and her two other siblings, Lazarus and Mary, are staying with her. But, I mean, she's in charge. And isn't this an interesting picture of the church, eh, Pastor Johnny? I mean, you get the more mature Christians that have been around for a while. Sometimes I can so easily fall into the trap of just being like Martha. Do, 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 do. You know, we've been around for so long. We've got everything under control and we just, I mean, in actual fact, you could use this as an example of Jesus perhaps visiting a church, not just a home. And seeing the three different levels of leadership within the church and who's telling who to do what and really what is more important. Because Intimacy with Jesus is far more important than service to Jesus. Both are necessary, but if you've got to choose, you've got to choose the right one first. And that's what this is about, not becoming distracted. So sometimes the oldest sibling can be the bossiest. We do find this amongst Christians. Then you have Lazarus, who's not mentioned over here, but he is the, he is the, middle, he is the middle child, the middle sibling who was raised from the dead. And then Mary's the youngest of the family. She's just so excited about Jesus coming to visit. I mean, how many of you remember your first love? I mean, when the doors of the church were open when you came to Christ, you couldn't wait just to be in church. It was just all about Jesus. You can imagine the excitement. Jesus often stopped by this house. But Mary's posture and Martha's posture were very different. You see, Martha saw Jesus as coming in. Listen, I've got to get stuff done, 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 done. Mary's saying, I can't wait for Jesus to come so I can love, 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 love. Very, very different. And I'll clearly define those two postures in a moment. She was excited about Jesus coming. Now, I suppose Martha is going all out because the Bible says Jesus and his disciples were coming to this house. So, you know, there are quite a crowd gathering. Anybody had ever had 20 people over for dinner? It's not like a barrel of KFC and some hot rolls and that's it. I mean, especially when you've got a woman like Martha. I mean, she's, the, she's, she's pulling out the Carol boys. 
I mean, the Carol Boys is coming out, the linen, the nice tablecloth, all the nice, she's going the whole hog, the full nine yards. Why? Because she loves Jesus. He's important. He's coming. And she's got a lot of stuff to do. She's the kind of A-type personality who rejoices in seeing the job done. If you get a pat on the back, that's the most important thing. You see, she was more important. What was more important for her is what I'm doing and not where I'm sitting. And I think it happens to every believer. You can so easily get caught up in the trap of doing or thinking or being preoccupied. I know we as a staff, we talk about this and we hold each other to account. How is your time with Jesus? How is your quiet time? Because I tell you what, ministry work can become intoxicating. And distraction breeds even more distraction. We'll see that in a moment. Anyhow, at some point, all these preparations, Jesus has just arrived, everything's going on. At some point, Martha notices that Mary's missing. So a woman that is inclined to distraction, Jesus said, you are distracted by many things. Remember, Jesus considered her preparation for his visit a distraction, especially because he was in their presence. Now you find someone like Martha who's prone to distraction. Now she's getting distracted again. By Mary. But not only is she distracted by something else, now she becomes offended. And resentment builds up in her heart. You see, folks who are easily distracted and focus more on what I'm doing as opposed to where I'm sitting will not only never realize their goals, but they could become resentful of those people that are in love with Jesus along the way. Spiritual jealousy creeps in. So Mary has left the kitchen and taken the position of a disciple. Mary said, enough work. Jesus is here. That's right now what is most critical. Mary here defines for us the most important priority of every disciple, and that is feet first. Can someone say feet first? Time at the feet of Jesus. Time alone with Jesus. Pastor Theo has told us for years that our ministry should always flow from an intimate walk with the Lord. And that's what the devil is after. And he succeeded. In my life, I can tell you now, he succeeded in distracting me many times doing this, even through conversation or my mind wandering off, trying to regain my thought life and focusing on what God wants me to do. What are we going to do at this time? What is the church going to do? How do we still create and make an impact in this nation? How do we do that? You see, women were not culturally allowed to sit at the feet of the rabbi. It wasn't proper. But the presence and person of Jesus was so captivating to Mary. She refused to be distracted that what's essential trumped what was important. Because I don't want to minimize the work that Martha was doing. It was very important. But it was not essential in that moment. In actual fact, Jesus said it's a distraction. And in that moment, Mary chose the God of work over and above the work of God. You see, now the strange thing that stands out for Mary is we meet Mary three times in the Gospels. Three times. The very first time is when Lazarus is dead and she runs to the feet of Jesus. And that's where we find Mary in her first encounter. She's at the feet of Jesus. The second time we see Mary is right over here when Jesus is teaching, taking on the role of a disciple, listening to the words of Jesus. 
knowing that there's a time for ministry, but more importantly, there's a time with Jesus that is critical, and she will not be distracted. And the third time is when Jesus is about to be crucified. You know, Mary was the only one that knew what Jesus was about to go to through. She was the only one that knew the future. And you know why? Because she spent time at the feet of Jesus. Three times we find Mary in Scripture. Being with Jesus always came for Mary, always came before doing for Jesus. Being with Jesus always trumped it. These three encounters that we notice with Mary, her posture and position, for me clearly reflect the condition of her heart. Likewise, when we analyze Martha's life, we're going to see how her attitude reflected the condition of her heart. And even though she was busy doing so many things, her heart was not right. Even though she was so involved and busy in ministry and doing what she thought was important, her heart was not right, which tells me many times that unless you spend time with the Lord on a daily basis, your service could end up doing you greater harm than good because you get this false sense of security. So let's get back to Martha's reaction of Mary's priorities. And we notice that perhaps Martha is one of those people whose identity is wrapped up in the approval of others. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but it seems to me that Martha's priorities are very different. Her focus is getting the job done. And if the job is done, everything's great. I mean, she's like, oh, she's like the person who gets patted on the back and says, wow, you've worked so hard. And she thinks that well, I've accomplished something. Or, you know, Martha, that was such an amazing meal. You did such a sterling job with all seven courses. And she thought, you know, no, no. Or, hey, pastor, you preached up a storm. Gee, the anointing of God was there. There's the pat on the back. Man alive, you know, you dream teamers, you served so well. Or, you know, you, you cleaned up the neighborhood so good this past Saturday. You did such a sterling job, and there's nothing wrong with any of those things. They're important. But as long as we understand, as long as we understand that our work needs to follow our worship and not work before the worship. You see, she's the type of person that will go all out even when she's not sure it's even what Jesus wanted. <laughs> she just does, does, does. You see, Martha's posture and position like Mary's also reflects her heart attitude. And that's one of perhaps earning as opposed to enjoying. And you know how we know this? Because we can see how the story plays out. And how jealous Martha becomes of Mary. How resentful she becomes. Not only that Mary's at the feet of Jesus, but that Mary had the... How can I put this? Mary had the desire to choose worship over works. Now imagine, if you will, with me, Mary's rushing around, getting everything just right as some... At some points, at, but at some point, Mary notices that, sorry, Martha notices that Mary's not around. She was in the kitchen with her a moment ago. Now Mary's gone. I think things began to get a bit loud in the kitchen. She's upset. You left me to do this all alone. Martha's a bit upset. You can imagine a pot clanging. Now think of this as a metaphor of people that sometimes get so busy in ministry 
The pots are clanging. The door, the door just slams a bit louder shut than what it has, than what it traditionally had. She's wanting to get attention because after all, no one appreciates what's going on in here, Martha's feeling. No one appreciates what I'm doing, how hard I'm working. I mean, Jesus himself hasn't got up for one moment, stopped teaching and coming in and said, Martha, we know this because Martha says to Jesus, don't you care? Don't you, don't you care that I'm caught in there busy doing, doing, doing? Now, I know it makes it difficult, folks, because, I mean, we haven't been having church services. So I suppose nobody can be found guilty of excessively working within the church. But it's a hard attitude more than just a simple, more than just a simple action. You see, the words of Jesus out there for Martha became lost because of the noise of everything that was going on in here. And sometimes when our heart isn't right and we get the cart before the horse, we'll find an excuse to get serving when we should be in church for one worship service. We come to serve on the dream team, whether it's a greet or whatever, and guess what? We love greeting so much, we love the people's attention so much, that when the time comes to stick around for a service and worship, I've done my part. I did what I needed to do, Pastor Everett. I enjoyed it. I was at church. I served my heart. Let me tell you that the cart's before the horse. You've realized that you've come for a weekend at church and you're a Martha, and you've not made time to develop the spirit of Mary in your life. You see, misguided jealousy of other believers, of other believers' pursuit of God is the harvest of those who are so easily distracted and who are somehow as crazy as what it seems, even find sometimes fulfillment in their distractions. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That distraction comes along and you don't say, I bind you, devil. You say, oh, it's of the Lord. Incidentally, you know what the root meaning of the word distraction is? To be pulled away. That's what it means, to be pulled away. And it's not necessarily anything wicked or divisive or inherently evil. It's none of those things. It's just to be pulled away. Let me ask you this question tonight for those of you watching online. What during these last 18 months has managed to pull you away? We know that lockdown has managed to pull us away from church. But how many of you find yourself watching online right now even, and you're sitting at the stove cooking, watching the TV like this, preach it, Pastor Andre? Oh, oh you're tasting the soup here. I mean, there's, <laughs> if you don't laugh, no one will know you're guilty. But hey, distractions, distractions. You see, when we prioritize the work of God above the God of the work, discontentment and envy will always be the result. So the Bible says in verse 40, she came, Martha came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, so lovingly, and I know Jesus would do a better job of this message here tonight than I am. He's so much more tolerant. He's so much more loving. And you can imagine him looking at Martha saying, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset or you are distracted about so many things. You see, folks, let me say tonight that service of our Lord will never comp compensate for our time with the Lord. And our outward expression needs to follow an inward devotion and not the other way around. I said this earlier and I'll say it again. My work needs to follow my worship. My duty needs to follow my devotion. Worship before work Devotion before duty. When we get these the wrong way around, we easily become distracted 
by the things of this world because there's, you can't get all total fulfillment through service. And so Jesus responds by saying, Martha, Mary has chosen what... I want to know what has Mary chosen that's better. Apart from the obvious, what has Mary chosen? Has she chosen to organize a conference? Is that what pleased the Lord? Has, has, has she chosen to plant a church? Is she perhaps, has she chosen to, to, to serve on a team to clean up our city? Is she maintaining social media momentum and producing enough content for her 5,000 followers? Because that's, that's a real pressure, I've noticed. I've been noticing a lot about people that are really famous on YouTube and people that are famous on Instagram. These, these what do they call them? Social influencers or these influencers. Is she selling? Is Mary perhaps selling everything and becoming a missionary? Um, is she tagging someone or some sort of spiritual hashtag on Facebook? Is she maybe TikToking, you know? She may be TikToking. <laughs> the only thing I see Mary doing is sitting. But not just sitting, it's where she's sitting. And that's at the feet of Jesus. And I want to go back and mention, remember Mary was one of the only ones that knew what was coming. I don't know about you folks, but right now I want to know what's coming, Pastor Johnny. In my spirit, I want to know that right now I'm making the right decisions for now. I want to know that what I'm going to be doing is going to impact me positively tomorrow. I want to know what the Lord is doing because he's got a plan. But that's not going to be found through only serving. It's going to be found through sitting at the feet of Jesus and has that, is that something we've perhaps been distracted from? So here are three things I believe that will help us change our seating assignment. I wanted a change of a seating assignment. I, need, I find myself a lot of the time in the kitchen. Sometimes I'm not in the kitchen. Sometimes I'm not even in the house. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even there. I'm late for the party. Jesus has rocked up. The anointing's there. People are doing ministry. Um, Mary's, uh, Mary's at the feet of Jesus. I'm rocking up late. That's me personally. Maybe not for everybody, but sometimes I find myself there. So let's take a look at these three things and what's really important to Jesus, and I'll close with this. Number one, I've chosen just to be with him. Like Mary, just choose to be with him. And because I'm so easily distracted, you know what? And I said this last time I preached. I've created my, my smartphone, sets an alarm off 6 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes on a Friday morning, my wife says, why is your alarm going off at 6 a.m.? 6 a.m., 12 a.m., and then 6 p.m. in the evening. It reminds me, it's a good distraction, whatever I'm doing, to worship Jesus, just to spend some time and tell him I love him. I allow Jesus to distract me and not the world to distract me from Christ. So I will be with him, number one. Don't you think everything about our lives would be better if we could just be focused on Jesus a whole lot more? And I don't trust myself. I don't. I don't trust myself to pay attention to the things of Jesus. I get my phone to remind me. I don't care where I am. When that thing goes off at 12 o'clock, regardless of where I am, I stop the world. doesn't matter who I'm with. And I say, I need a moment to worship Jesus. You want to worship him with me? grateful. You know what? I want to be with him. I'm going to insert myself into everything that's Christ. Secondly, I'm going to get rid of all distractions. Some of us just need to get out of the kitchen. Oftentimes, much of why we do what we do is for the approval of others and is based on other people's opinions to be seen or acknowledged. Sometimes people are just busy because they want to be seen. And what I've realized in life is that no one is busier than the person who's trying to manage and meet everyone else's expectations. 
Listen to this quote by Chris Hodges. It's a doozy. It actually could be a life sentence. Not as in prison, a life sentence. Listen to this. I have decided to not let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what ultimately will mean everything. I'll say it again. I've got time. I've decided to not let anything that will ultimately mean nothing keep me from experiencing what will ultimately mean everything. You see, unfortunately, Martha is remembered for her distraction. Mary is remembered for her devotion. So many things vying for your attention. I know the Spirit of the Lord is ministering and moving. So I've decided I'm not going to permit my quiet time to be distracted anymore. I've decided I'm not going to permit my love walk. <laughs> and let me tell you, the devil wants us to, he wants to distract us from that. I've decided I'm not going to let my love walk be distracted. Not by the arguments that are going on on social media, not by where the world finds itself in. I am going to walk in love with everyone the way Jesus did. I refuse to be distracted by offense, by differing opinions. I am not going to allow my love walk to be distracted. I'm not going to permit my church attendance. Hey, you online. I'm not going to allow my church attendance to be distracted. I'm not going to allow my service on the dream team to be distracted. I'm not going to permit my worship to get distracted. I'm not going to permit my growth as a leader and as a pastor to be distracted. And the third and final one, talking about three points that are going to help us refocus. The third one is, I want to be so close that they can get closer. I want to get so close to Jesus. I want to cut off all the distractions. And by the way, I did that with every single app. I said, no notification. I don't want a notification about anything, not weather, nothing. I don't want any distractions about anything. Just focus on Jesus. You see, folks, we are children of God. But let's not forget, we're also children of the kingdom. And sometimes because the church doors are closed, we become so defined by what we do in this building that when we're out of it, we don't know what to do. And we sit at home and we cross our arms and we don't know what to do. Serve day is coming up. We've sat at home long enough. These church doors have been closed long enough. We're not going to sit here and get fat on the word and fat on the anointing and not let that translate to kingdom contribution out there. We are kids of the kingdom, not just members of a church. So let's do that. Let's get out there. Let's stretch. Let's push every head bowed and every eye closed. Thank you for watching the Christian Family Church YouTube channel. Don't stop here. Join our online community and join us live every Sunday. Subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video or live stream and share this with your friends. Thank you again for watching and God bless you.